Welcome to Friars on the Farm Podcast. My name is Donovan, and with me, as usual, is Roy Thomason. Roy, <laughs> Roy Thomason. Did you forget my name there for a moment? I, you know, I just had my candy bar. I just had something to eat. Uh, it's been a long drive out here from, we stopped in Willington, Wellington, Arizona, about 30 miles outside of Yuma. Uh, I, I didn't even know that was a place. It's a place, and they have a hotel and a jack-in-the-box. So you drove out yesterday? We drove out halfway and then stopped in Wellington, spent the night, and then woke up at the 6.30 this morning, and oh. I nervously uh, awaited my wife's arrival to the car. That's not a bad idea. I was wondering why you, why you weren't here right at when the gates opened. I figured you would be there like the lady in the old Mervyn's commercials. Open, open, oh, open. Why aren't you open? No, I wasn't. And so uh, I wanted to be, but when I didn't want to be a freak and make Liddy upset or, you know, my wife's with us and I'm a nervous Nelly. So, well, we drove out yesterday Dude. and so we left at about 1230. We weren't planning on going to the Padres Angels game in Tempe, but then we looked at the at bad app and we saw the paddock was starting. And we did some math, and it's like, oh, wait, we can make this if we just haul ass. So so I floored it. Uh, I had the cruise control set between, like, 90 and 95 the whole time, and we made it. We pulled into the parking lot. We hustled down to the – and we got to the top of the steps right when the game was starting. Uh, we saw uh, Ch- Machado's first at-bat. Um, so hold on. So you're, you're, so you're telling me – you broke the law to go see the sheriff. Intentionally, yes. Nice. <laughs> I think he would have he would have pardoned us. Though. He would have pardoned you because he was just on fire yesterday. He was. He was great. He was locating the fastball. The changeup was fooling people all game long. And the curveball was serviceable. Definitely I saw. I saw one or two curveballs. Yeah. I saw one curveball that was up out of the zone. Um, looked like it might have popped out of his hand a little bit. You know, it's 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 a show me pitch. It's something yeah. he's working on. Yeah. But he can get by with a fastball changeup right now for sure. And he was making people look silly. Well, so if you say you broke the law in speed, uh, I broke the law by watching it. I had it. I had it on my dashboard as we're driving out. We're watching the game, and you know, we were in some hairy parts of of the mountains. In you know, I'm watching the game, but I'm not watching the road. So I was like, Liddy's like, turn, turn. I'm like, yeah. It's like. I actually didn't turn the game off. I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. You, you know? got to be safe. Safety and, first. And so that's why I thought I saw a couple curveballs. And I thought I saw him throw a couple for strikes. And that's, I thought I might see him a swing and miss. He, he may have. Where we, we were all, we were sitting, naturally, we were sitting right by the bullpen. So yeah. we were way up the third baseline. So I could tell the difference between fastball and off speed. Um, I saw a hump on a couple of the pitches, which told me it was a curveball. Um, but I, I, I couldn't. You, I, from standing that far away, I can't stand there and tell you what pitch is what. Exactly. But he was on, and Austin Hedges launched two bombs. Fran Mill hit the most impressive homer of the day. Frozen rope. That line drive, it, off his bat, I thought it was going to be a single that lands at the base of the fence, maybe a double, and then it just kept carrying and went over the fence, and it just caught us all by surprise. It did, and uh, what was really impressive was the, the two home runs from Hedges were crushed. The oh, first yeah. one, the two-run shot was just off the batter's eye in left center. Yeah, it's like it was off off a tee. Oh my god. And then the then the three-run shot was uh, was also another no doubter, but mm-hmm. then when or not, they were hit really well. He looked really impressive. Um Mejia got some hits, so that that battle for catcher for the Major League club is definitely on. Oh yeah, it's it's good. And Chris Stewart came in late. I mean, yeah. he he might I, he's getting a lot of work in. So he might be a dark horse. I like him. I don't think they're going to keep it. They'll either release him. I wouldn't be surprised if they release him to get, if he doesn't make the 25-man roster, that he released him to maybe get on with another club. I'm not sure if I see him going out AAA and hanging out. I, I don't know. I don't, right. Then I don't see Mejia or Hedges sitting. Well, I don't see Mejia sitting on the bench playing twice a week. 
I maybe right now my prediction would be that Mejia gets sent to AAA to start the season okay. so he can get you know defensive work every day, right. get the at-bats in so he can work on his plate discipline a little yeah. bit. Um, and then it's Austin. You know, One thing I think would might work is if Austin Allen and Mejia kind of flip-flopped. Uh, one, if one of them broke camp with the team and then after a little bit of struggle got sent down and then the other guy called up and they kind of back and forth to work on things, I don't know. It can go all kinds of different ways, but it's yeah, having having a bunch of good guys and having to choose who, rather than looking around the roster and going, okay, well, how can we okay. put something together here? <laughs> is this is such a nice change. Base? Who is going to play shortstop? Absolutely. Well, we've got a bunch of interviews lined up here. We're not sure exactly who the Padres are going to bring over to us. They're going to bring us over some guys, and we're very grateful for that. And then, Roy, you're scooting off to La La Land. Yeah, I'm going over to Surprise. We're going to go to a day game, go check out another ballpark. So, unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to sit in through the uh, interviews with you. So you'll be flying solo. Oh. Um, but then we'll catch up again during the game later tonight and then all weekend. But I need you for my street cred. <laughs> you got on. plenty of street cred, Donovan. <laughs> Okay, we will be back here in a few minutes with an with interview. You. And we're here with Reggie Lawson, the 29th prospect on MLB Pipeline's prospect list for the Padres. Reggie, how you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing real good. Hey, we caught you at the, uh, at the Fan Fest. And uh, was that, your, that was your first Fan Fest? Second Fan Fest. Second Fan Fest. So, you, so you're the veteran. You knew what you were doing. A little bit, a little yeah. bit, yeah. <laughs> so what all did you guys do? You showed up and we, uh, you talked to us fans over at the, uh, the social summit. Yeah. And then what did you, you do after that? Yeah, so we talked to, we played a couple games with the fans. And then after that, we went to sign some autographs. And then we were supposed to do something on the field, but it was raining a little bit. Yeah, so that got back up aim, yeah. It was a crappy day. Hey, so you're from Victorville, yeah? Correct. How, how, how special was it to have your family watch you play? Oh, it's always amazing to have my family there, you know. That's why, I, that's why I do this, you know. I do it for the name on my back, and, you know, it's just seeing them happy and them enjoying me pitch is just always a blessing. Yeah, and uh, they, who, is you in Lancaster, or do they come down a lot to Lake Elsinore? They went everywhere. I mean, everywhere in that division. They went to Lake Elsinore, um, Inland Empire, Rancho, Rancho, and Lancaster. And Lancaster okay. is the closest one to me, actually. Ah. Uh. And everyone, everyone hits in Lancaster. You love hitting in Lancaster, yeah? No. Oh, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pitching in Lancaster. You're pitching. Yeah, Jesus. So it's, it's been a long morning for me already. Hey, um, so you had a pretty full season. You had a full season and went to Instructs. You learned the slider. Why, why did you feel you needed to learn the slider? You know, it's just to help me get batters out quickly. You know, last year I had a couple of long ABs, you know, just going on adding to my pitch count. So it's just something to feed off my fastball to get more ground balls, you know, just in the bat more quickly. Yeah, it looked really good during the uh, on-deck game. Got a lot of swing and misses, a lot of people on their front foot. Um, so what so what'd you do in this offseason to prepare? You'd probably be in double-A. I'm saying you may be in double-A. I don't know, but you're probably in double-A this year. What did you do for prepare this year and this season? Yeah, so the offseason is a big thing for me. I take I – take, pride into the offseason you know I like to work out every day I don't like to miss any workout so this offseason I was in Orange County working out with my people in Orange County just to get my body right gain some weight gain five to ten pounds so I make my body stronger nice and then just just making sure main thing for me is just staying healthy you know if I don't go out there and miss no starts and just provide for this team that's what that's what I'm really looking for and this offseason I was working on my slider and my change up obviously but I take big pride in the offseason Fantastic. So what are you working on this spring? 
the string is just um there's still the slider you know okay. sometimes it comes out a little like a curveball but it's mostly working on the slider but i really appreciate you coming on taking a few minutes and talking to us always always thank you all for right thanks me. reggie hey we're here with xavier edwards um how you doing um i'm good i mean i can't complain it's beautiful day out here in arizona it's really uh, good spring training first spring training so far Nice. Hey, first congratulations on a great first year. He got drafted here. We had the complex in the Tri-Cities. Um, how's the wrist? Good. Uh, wrist 100%. I'm hitting righty again. I'm, I feel good. Excellent. So you're a Vandy commit. Um, talk about, you know, making that decision to go into pro ball and not commit to Vandy and go play pro or uh, college ball. Um, well, I mean, well, first, I mean, me and my family, we just sat down and we just had a talk and kind of what I wanted to do if I wanted to start my professional journey now or if I wanted to start it three years after Vandy. So, um, I mean, it was pretty easy to decide, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to go to school. I mean, I love school. I love uh, my parents are both educators, so school has been a big part of my life and being good at school has been a good big part of my life. But um, I mean, with all the scouts that were coming to my high school games and uh, throughout the year, all the teams are showing a lot of interest. And they were saying like they'd pick me with their first one or two picks, and it was pretty. I mean, they kind of took the decision out of my hands and made it pretty easy for me to take the take the pick. Right, real quick. So, your both your parents were teachers. Uh, my dad's currently a slow teacher. My mom used to teach. She taught math for twenty plus years, and now she's still working in the the, the Palm Beach School District. Okay. Uh, your dad teaches college, high school. High school. High school. Yeah, he's been principal, dean of students, teacher. He's done it all. As my mom's. Work for the school district, math teacher. So, so were you ever a student with your dad being a teacher or at the school? No, I've actually never been to a school that my dad taught at. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've probably been on me a little <laughs> bit too much. It's kind of like having your parents have your, you know, be friends on Facebook or on social media. You're like, I, Dad, yeah, I don't know if you want to know that kind of stuff about me. Um, so while you were hitting, so you you had to hit left-handed right last year because of the wrist, yeah. Yes, I did actually hit lefty. So what did you do to keep your your right-handed swing healthy, or, or what did you do to kind of keep the balance there? Um, well, last year I couldn't hit righty yeah, at all. Basically, um, they told me the trainers told me to just take a break and you know hit lefty. So I had to you know knock down that barrier and just do left on left for the first time in my life. So um, that was a challenge in itself. But um, righty, I mean, I kind of just got back into the swing of things this off season. I got back, I got healthy. Um, I spent a lot of time in training room just trying to get my wrist right, and now it's 100%. So over this offseason, I put a lot of time into it. So which side do you feel more comfortable? Um, yeah, It's hard to say. I'm a natural righty, but um, I've spent a lot more time hitting left-handed just because of the number of right-handed pitchers. Yeah. So, yeah, it's tough to say. So what did you focus on? In the, uh, anything specific in the offseason other than getting your swing back? Um, yeah, I mean, getting my righty swing back. I'm not really getting back, just, you know, just getting, kind of getting the cobwebs off, you know, right. getting back in the swing of things. Um, um, just general strength, you know, getting stronger, just getting a little bit bigger, um, maintaining my speed, if not also gaining speed. So, um, yeah, those, those two things and just kind of sharpening all, all the aspects of my game. God, well, I caught your time to, uh, I didn't catch your time, but I saw you run the first today and that first, that bat. God, yeah. The speed never left. You know, you can't. <laughs> I appreciate it. God, you ran at the, you ran at the bases real quick. Um, so this spring, what are really what do you want to focus on for this spring? Um, I mean, this is my first spring training, so I'm just kind of trying to learn a lot. It's kind of like instructs, just just a little, little more people, but it's the same kind of concept. I mean, just working, extra work, and practicing. 
but um, now it's more of a team setting, so you're split up into teams. And, yeah, just trying to build that chemistry with whatever team I'm going to be on and the team I'm placed on right now and get to know the coaches better, get my extra work in, you know, sharpen up my game and get ready for the first full season. Yeah, so has anyone took you under your wing the little bit of time here? Did you just get here this week, or when did you get here? Has anyone no. took you under your wing? I've been here since February 18th, I believe. Wow, yeah, all right. Yeah, so coming up on a month, if not already. Um no, I mean, no one's really taking me under their wing. I've, I've talked to a few coaches about what they think I need to work on or what I think I need to work on myself or um, just things I want to get better at and what they see. Um, so, yeah, I mean, no one specifically, but always open for advice. Okay. All right, so let me get you out of here. we got a little quick lightning round. You, are you ready for lightning round? Ready. Okay. Celebrity crush. Oof. Uh, Ariana Grande. Ew! Most embarrassing song on your playlist. Most embarrassing? Yeah. Uh, probably Seven Rings, maybe. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> if you can meet any person in history, who would you meet? Um, Jackie Robinson. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the next question is why. Go ahead. Um, just as you know, what he did for the game of baseball, bring African Americans into the game of baseball, being the first to play in the major leagues, I mean, that's that's something huge. So, I mean, that definitely shaped who we are today, and um, so important to the game. Yeah, you know, it's... To Jackie, it's just Jackie. He, he transcends the game. He transcends, uh, I think, our culture in America, and uh, just an amazing, amazing person. Besides what he did on the ball field, what's the first job you had? First job, this one. Ah, that's cool. baseball. Okay, all right, nice. Um, favorite word or phrase? Um, I like call my friends bro or bro. Yeah, maybe that's it. And that's how you feel. Okay. Uh, if you could face any pitcher uh, in the major leagues right now, who would you want to face? Um, Jacob DeGrom. Yeah. Nice. He's good. Nice. Just see what I got. You know? Yeah. Good test. Absolutely. Okay. One more. We'll get you out. Uh, in and out or five guys? That's tough. Uh, I think I have to go five guys. Ah, okay. You're five guys. Yeah, Florida, I'm a Florida boy, so five okay. guys is all we got in Florida. All right, well, hey, I really appreciate you taking the time and coming and talking to us here at Friars on the Farm, and have a good season. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it so much. So you got to talk to Reggie Lawson yeah. and Xavier Edwards. That was really cool. I, uh, You know, first things first, I... I, I I apologize, Reggie. I didn't have my uh, didn't have my crap together. Um, he rounded the corner, and JP is like Reggie Lawson. I'm like, oh damn! Oh, turn on the computer. Turn everything on. I, no, I didn't have the computer. I had everything on my phone. I didn't. I couldn't find the lightning round. You know, I'm super nervous. I I, I just you know I wanted it to be perfect, and that's one of my faults. I wanted it to be perfect, um, and he was super cool. Um, you know, you hear that voice, and, and and you don't connect a six foot four. You know, two twenty guy. Guy's a he's a big boy. Well, I I don't feel like he carries himself that way because right. I've seen him walk. Right. Obviously, walking around the back lots, you get to walk past these people, and some of these guys you walk past, you go, "Wow, that's a big dude," yeah. and he. I guess he just doesn't have the, the posture or the presence about him as he's walking from place to place. But then when he gets up on the mound, that's clearly a world-class athlete standing up there. World-class athlete. Yeah, pumping you know, mid to high 90s, fastball, change-up, <clears throat> slider. You know, and, and with him, it's like he – you hear Quantrill, you hear you hear Morahone, you hear all these other names, and you forget that Reggie Lawson, this guy – He's a solid starter. He's going to be an impactful major league starter. 
mid-90s fastball, devastating slider, change. I mean, he has three workable pitches, three plus pitches, um, or at least the slider is a plus pitch in the fastball is mid-90s. So, you know, people forget that we have even him, you know, coming up. That's going to be an impactful player. Mm-hmm. So he's from Victorville, but he trains in the or- in Orange County. Yeah. I found that interesting. It was very interesting. Yeah. Um, and then Xavier Edwards. That was, a, that was an interesting interview. Sounds like a really bright guy. Um, I liked his, his answer about Reggie, about the uh, Jackie Robinson. Yeah. You know, of all the people that, that you've done the lightning round with, he handled it the best. So I wonder if that says something to his speed. His feet are quick, but his mind thinks quick, too. Right. you got to think quick to run quick. Um, I love the poise and just the way he held himself. You know, um, very confident, very calm, very, like, he wasn't nervous. He's a 19-year-old kid. He's just yeah. getting ready to turn 20. Here yeah, right out of month. high school. Um, you know, first big league camp and just held us, held himself really well. And uh, I was really impressed. And so when he said Jackie Robinson, I was like, well, first when he said Ariana Grande, I was like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> but the song question usually trips people up. And yeah. he had an answer right there for it, you. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm learning that the what's your first job? When you ask a 19-year-old professional baseball player what his first job was, he's not – he's this will be it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, most of these guys now, I mean, when you talk to a guy like Nick Kuja yeah. who went to some college, yeah, he kind of, it, he went through a little bit of the school of hard knocks, if you will. Right. Um, but a guy that got drafted right out of high school. I mean, I'm sure he knew when he was in high school that he was going to move straight into either going to college with a scholarship or going into pro ball where he's going to get paid in one form or another. Yeah. You know, so I, I yeah, maybe he had a summer job back you know, between, but probably not. I mean, these guys are so busy with, Ball, travel ball, camps, yeah, and everything. All that, that stuff. That is truly their first job. And and I think I said it to Hudson Potts when we listened to his interview a little bit later on. And, I can, and hopefully it's going to be our last job. Yeah. Um, but I've learned I, that one's going out the wayside. You're going to have to have a few years of, of I don't know, you may have got a college before that mm-hmm. question comes back in the lightning round. Yeah. So, well, so, I mean, it, some of the, some people do become life lifetime baseball you know they they have a career in pro baseball and then they go into coaching or scouting or maybe into player representation or something like that but then their their career stays around baseball for the remainder of their lives yeah what i see today ed sprague i think is a representative for somebody or really yeah i I think he was i don't think he was a player i don't think he was a coach i think he was a representative for someone i could be wrong on that probably need to edit that part out but i saw that i'm like Ed Sprague. Yeah. He played with Padres. Well, and he also was on the Blue Jays teams that won the World Series back in the early 90s. Ah. Yeah. Was it that long ago? Yeah, with Pat Borders <laughs> and Roberto Alomar and those guys. Oh, my God. Okay, so so this day, this first day, um, you know, there was a lot of sitting around. There was a lot of hanging around. And so at uh, all these tables, there was, you know, Lance Brozdowski said hi to him. Um, it was cool. It was really, we'll talk more about that later, maybe in another episode. How cool was it to hang out with him? So to set the stage a little more. So you were set up like in an outdoor picnic bench area in between a couple of buildings in the Padre spring training facility where the players would come out and have lunch or like in between sessions, that was a spot where they could hang out and have a little bit of a break. Yeah. Their little breakfast place where you see all the Logan Allen phone eats first, uh, morning, uh, Instagram photographs is right there. And then you go out to the tables and then right on the other side of the tables and you'll hear it during the, uh, Xavier Edwards interview is the music playing. That's the cage where the cages are 30 feet away. Okay. Uh, so they hear that. That's, that's the major league cages and they're hitting in the cages. Um, so we're sitting around hanging out and I walk over to the guy and you know, he's got an MLB pipeline shirt on. I'm like, yeah. Hey, how you doing? Donovan Jones. Hey, I follow you. My name's William Boar. Like, 
oh, from MLB Pipeline. Like he yeah. knew who you were before. Yeah. Oh, how about he's like, that? I think I follow you on Twitter. Okay. Or you know, I sent him on Friars on the Farm, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I I, I follow you guys on Twitter. Well, Great. that's cool. So we're sitting there chatting for a while. I'm doing this article. I, uh, you'll have to read his content when he comes out. I'm doing this article. Um, but there was a lot of downtime. Like, hey, dude, so you want to come over? Well, actually, then I went back over and set with my equipment. And he walked over. He's like, so you guys do a pod a week? I'm like, pretty much. And during the season, we do one. We do a weekly wrap-up. You know, we get all the information from various sources uh, and Mad Friars. Um, and, yeah, and then during the season, we just got all these interviews. So we just never stopped. He's like, wow. I'm like, dude, do you want to sit down and have a chat? He's like, yeah, sure. And uh, he even had someone take, I think he had Lance uh, Lance take a picture of him talking to me for his Twitter. Oh, very so cool. So when we get done with this and edit it all up, we're gonna have to, I'm going to have to tag him as well. Yeah. Uh, so you know, his, here right now is my little interview, a little quick snippet of me and William Bohr from MLB Pipeline. And then right after that, we're going to play your interview with... Hudson Potts. With Hudson Potts. All yeah. right. Hey, well, we're here with William Bohr from MLB Pipeline here in Peoria. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's spring training. What can you complain about? Oh, God, it's gorgeous out here. You know, it's not too hot. Usually when I come out here, and I'm sure and you're from here, that it's just 85 and just sweating bullets. It's like 60-something right now. Nice light breeze. It's great weather. I know the beginning of spring had some hail, some rain. It was kind of not spring training-y, but right now it's gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So... So tell us what you do with MLB Pipeline. You 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 cover mainly just Arizona, yeah? Cover prospects, cover Arizona. I'm here year-round, so during spring training, during the fall league, it's bouncing around a bit of everything. And then uh, as the year gets on, we're going to talk about instructs, extended spring training, uh, possibly some draft showcases and stuff like that. I'm here year-round, and there's obviously a lot of baseball in Arizona year-round. God, there's tons of baseball year-round. You know, it's one of the things where this is on the short list for me and my wife to, to move. We want to be a host family for a, for a minor league ball club. And Phoenix is on the short list, but also, like, the Sally League. Where am I looking to move to the Sally League just to, you know, to, to be a host family for a minor league club and, and have a couple athletes in our home and live kind of, you know, debt-free? I know a few uh, a few host families and. It seems like a cool, kind of fun experience. Definitely, yeah. definitely unique. Yeah, there's and there's a dividing line with us. It's it's it can't snow there. I mean, it can be cold and it can snow a little bit, but not. I'm not moving to Illinois. I'm not moving to you know maybe Tennessee, but like Tennessee's as north as we're going. So you're out here covering instructs. So who do you see in the top in the top thirty? Who do you see that was in the bubble, uh, in the MLB pipeline top thirty? Really, the bubble meaning meaning should have could have made it, maybe couldn't make it. Coming up, once you know, once uh, Fernando, Luis, and some of these guys graduate, who do you see coming up and filling up those voids? I am not sure right now in the Padres system because we've been we've been so focused on the top and talking about Fernando, uh, Paddock, and talking about roster cuts, uh, who will make the opening day roster, right. dealing with either ability and then all the service time stuff. Uh, I haven't spent a lot of time on the back end, to be honest with you. Sorry about that. No, it's all uh, good. Minor league games starting. Yeah, if I was on this in 10 days, because we got minor league games starting. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm going to be hitting a few up of those within the next week or so, and then I'll uh, 
probably have some answers for you next time next time I'm on. Well, and, and I appreciate that, you guys. We just, uh, you know, we were just hanging out, waiting for uh, for players back here, and and Will and I just struck up a conversation, and we're kind of killing time. I'm like, hey, you want to come on the pod? <laughs> you want to come on the pod? Might as well. Yeah, not so, a lot of not a lot of prep here. Not, not a lot of prep. I don't have any questions. Uh, we can do actually we do a lightning round, but we'll maybe wait a little bit longer. Um, he just got done talking to Luis Patino. Let's talk about that. Talk about the article that you want to come out with. Yeah, well, right now I'm doing something on Patino, and then we are currently waiting for Mackenzie Gore. So whenever, whenever he shows up, I'm gonna bounce. But uh, yeah, just talking about them together since they were in Fort Wayne last year, uh, kind of them talking, them teaching each other Spanish and English, and then uh, talking to them about some of their pitches and like if they could take one pitch from each other, what would it be? Uh, talked about both of them having the leg kick. Like Luis had, it was like he taught him the curveball. Like, like Mackenzie taught him the curveball. It we cur- saw him. it was curveball slider were the two that we we saw him. We saw him out at the uh, social summit and during the Padres prospects uh, Padres, Padres on deck game. And uh, he said, oh, "Mr. Gore is my best friend," and he called him Mr. Gore. And uh, I, I just love that relationship with young players that are you know these guys are going to make the bigs i mean mckenzie absolutely and Luis not far behind if not within the same year i would suspect um they're just that far advanced at that young age um and see that healthy that relationship grow where you know there'll be rotation mates here soon and certainly you want that camaraderie and kind of brotherly love between players yeah, and I think the other thing you want is some of the friendly competition. Yeah. Um, whether it's, okay, I just went out and threw seven. What do you got tomorrow? And see if the other one can throw seven or match the strikeout total or whatever. So I think when you do have that that friendship between yeah. people, it's it's really cool. And I think I think you'll get that a little bit too with uh, Urias and uh, Tatis, people that come up. You're going to have it a lot with this organization yeah. since so many people – have come through the system together and you've got a lot of players between 19 and 23 or 24. Yeah, ex- exactly. Did you get a chance to see uh, Mackenzie start? Uh, today? No, yeah. No, I didn't. Oh, we were out there and he was throwing BBs. The sli- he was painting the corners with, with the slider. He was just, it was really good and everyone was around. Also across the other field, I think field four, uh, Adrian Morhone was pitching and reports coming out of that field was he was just throwing BBs and was really on. I saw, I'm not sure who it was, but I saw someone tweeted video of Adrian start today, and I watched a little bit of it, but that was like two batters. It's not anything to obviously draw stuff off of, but it's cool that both of them looked good. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think with McKenzie, it's not like he's been hurt a ton. He's only a year into pro ball, but right. we had the blister issues and stuff, so I think... Like, while the report that he was throwing good is great, because obviously you want someone to throw good, yeah. but with him, no one's really doubted the stuff ever. Right. It's, it's more of, can you get through a whole a, or a whole year with no blisters and stuff like that? Right. So, I'm not... I mean, his, this, that his stuff looks good, great. I was never really worried about that. Right. Just make sure he comes out of it okay, and well, everything's it, good on that end. It was our first time seeing him, and it was electric. And, and the thing I, I love about it... You know, being a blister was it's not a shoulder, it's not an elbow, it's not an arm. It's just a, it's a blister, which can be easily changed with a grip or, you know, some change. But it's not like something that you can fix with surgery. So I, we're, when we heard the blisters, we were, we we're happy about that. Oh yeah, as far as pitcher injuries are concerned, I think yeah. 
I think if a pitcher's going to get hurt, a blister's pretty much what you want. Like right. You're all right there. You know, and, and the people in the outside world are like, well, we can't pitch you to get a blister. Like, if your fingers feel is what you make your money with, is what your job is, I mean, it makes all the world a difference. So when he had the blister pitching last year in Fort Wayne, you know, he was missing a location. He couldn't get the curveball over, and he was getting kind of lit up. And and that's that's to be expected. You know, and then they shut him down. But, hey, well, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, you're waiting here for McKenzie, and I'm waiting for some other guys. So I really appreciate you coming on, and thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Happy to do it. This is a good way to kill a few minutes while right. we're waiting we're by killing, the backfields. We're killing time. All right. We're here with Hudson Potts, number nineteen, uh, number nineteen in MLB Pipeline's uh, prospect list for the Padres. Hudson, how you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing awesome. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm good. I really appreciate you. Before we got on here, um, God, my, I had my computer plugged in to, to charge it, and I went to turn it back on, and it's like, oh, it updated, and Huddy's sitting here going like playing with his phone. And I'm like, kind of feel like a jerk. Um, so I really appreciate you taking no, the time. No, all good, all good. Um, how was your off season? It was awesome. Um, it was good. I was in the fall league uh, for a couple of months before the off season, and I think I learned a lot uh, in those in the in that time there to, to go in the off season. Um, to I had, I had a lot to work on. So um, you saw some pretty pretty good competition there in the uh, in the fall league. Yes, sir. Uh, it was it was a it was crazy how <laughs> it was crazy how different. I was just. Going into the experience, I was trying to see how, because there's, there's a, a lot of good players there. So oh, yeah. just the daily routines of everyone, it's kind of how, how how you can relate to them and, and pick small stuff either from them or learn from them and, and all the different coaching staff there. So uh, it was a it was a good, I think, six weeks there. So it was a lot of fun. Yes, Watched every game that year in that they televised. Hey, so you're from Texas. Would you do anything fun in the off season? You fish, you hunt? Uh, I'm not a big fit. <laughs> I don't fish or hunt. So, uh, and you're from Texas. Yes, sir. So that's that's pretty surprising for for most people hearing that. But um, it's pretty much strictly just working out and hanging out with family and and friends when they were in town. So I took a couple uh, little small road trips with buddies just to just to do stump you know do some do some stuff here and there. But uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Well, it makes you feel any better. I'm a native San Diegan, blue hair, blonde eyed, and I've surfed like twice in my life. Okay. So it's like yeah. it's okay. Yeah. You know? So, like, you not fishing, hunting in Texas is more like me not surfing in San Diego. It makes all the sense. Um, you made it to AA last year. Uh, did you do anything in the offseason to prepare for maybe returning back to um, now going to be Amarillo? Uh, definitely. Um, it was once I got there, uh, some stuff, you know, I just kind of I learned a lot there as far as just a different level of competition, new, and I know where I have to be uh, going into the season. and and a lot of small stuff that you know maybe get exposed at, at each level um so mainly hidden stuff but uh just always improving always improving absolutely and that's you know you did really well in in the cali league it's a hitters league um and then to get pushed into you know, the double a at, at 19 and that's a big transition and that's when they say you know, the double a is where you really learn you know, you separate the wheat from the chaff, and certainly making it at 19 years old, it, you got to be proud of your accomplishment. And uh, but it also gives you a goal to work on. So that's you know that's something that we look forward to you accomplishing and getting done. Um, 
You've been playing a lot of second base, you know, with with uh, with our recent signing on the major league team with Manny. Uh, you've been playing a lot of second base. How's that going? It's been good. Uh, just trying to learn all the different parts of it and uh, just to know how to play over there. And it's been fun. So uh, it's definitely it's newer for me. So right, uh, right. I'm just trying to work on all small small stuff and. Uh, Learn every day there. You know, you're six three. You're, you can start trying to have a six three second baseman. I'm just saying. <laughs> Are they having you work out anywhere else other than second base? Maybe the outfield, first base? Uh, no, not really. Uh, pretty much just third and second right now. So uh, I, I'm doing whatever the, the coaches have for me, and I'll work as you know work as hard as I can uh, wherever they want me. So, so what? What if any effect has uh, has Manny had on your play? You've been taken also reps over there at third base what have you learned from him the little bit of time that he's been in camp with you uh just little small stuff here and there while we're you know practicing so uh, whether it's little small just small detailed stuff about defense you know that uh, maybe you don't you hear you hear every now and then but knowing uh, guys like him do do that like think that or do stuff like that uh, definitely uh, you, you think to apply it. yes sir absolutely and that's and that's what it is. It's the little things, the details, that you know that take you to that next level. Um, so I really appreciate you taking the time. Let me get you the lightning round. Uh, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Celebrity crush. Oh man, I, I'm bad with uh, I'm bad with names from like movies and and stuff. Uh, Maybe Jennifer Aniston. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. <laughs> old school. Yeah. Is she a little old for you? No, I mean, I couldn't think of one. I just know a lot of people usually say that, so I had to throw that one out there. All right, all right. The most embarrassing song in your playlist? Oh, man. Um, I don't really have – I'm pretty I'm pretty specific to my playlist, so right. and, and I just made a new one, so uh, I can't think of any ones that I think are embarrassing, but maybe other people would think so. All so. right, all right. I could take that. Yeah. So if you could meet any person in history – who would you meet? Oh man, um, baseball related or anything? Baseball related, history related, Genghis Khan from <laughs> Genghis Khan to. Oh, it's tough. Uh, maybe Cal Ripken Jr. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You'll be around long enough to be able to meet him. Um, what was your first job you ever had? First job I ever had. Baseball. Baseball. That's yes, the second sir. time I asked next neighbor uh, yeah, yeah. Edward that same thing. He's like, yes. Yeah. It's always yes, yes, sir. It's always been what I've wanted to do my whole life. So uh, it's definitely the best first job you can ever have. It is, and hopefully it's gonna be the last one. Yeah, we'll maybe yes, manage sir. after a long baseball career. Okay, if you could face any pitcher in history, who would it be? Uh, Nolan Ryan. That was uh, my dad's favorite favorite player uh, when he was, you know, whenever he was playing. So I think that'd be. I, I, I wasn't able to, ever able to watch him back then, so uh, yeah. but I've heard a bunch of stories, and I, you know it'd, it'd be awesome to face him. Okay, one more, in and out or five guys. I'm gonna have to go in and out. Uh, yes. I'm not big on both. I'm not big on either of those, but I, I choose that one over there. But uh, in and out for sure. All right. Uh, well, I really appreciate you taking the time and talking with me today for Friars on the Farm. Hoodie, have a great Thank season, you. and we'll talk to you later. Thank you very much. Right. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. That was that was really cool, and you can see as as the those are in sequential the interviews are in sequential order. Uh-huh. Like the first one, the Reggie Lawson.
bless his heart. He was good. I was a mess. <laughs> Xavier Edwards, I was better. Uh, you know, then it went to William Boer, all before that, but then it went into Hudson Potts. I started to feel a little bit better. started to feel more comfortable, a little more confident. Uh, I, I'm still, as an interviewer, um, I'm still growing as an interviewer, and uh, my questions are getting better, but definitely the what's your first what's your first job to a 19 year old that's a professional baseball player is going out of it. <laughs> um, what I thought failed failed to mention this before was that Edwards wanted to see Degrom. Yeah, like that's that's some confidence. It's like I want to see what I got. You know. Yeah, and, you want to see the best. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and then how do you know picking Nolan Ryan because of his dad. That's cool. I, I always liked Nolan Ryan, and I'm old enough that I watched him on TV a little yeah, bit and knew yeah. who he was. And I just remember looking at the back of that baseball card and seeing how many rows there were <laughs> and how long he'd been in the game. Um, but then I, I've read all the stories about how fast he pitched and how deep into games. he. I mean, there were games that he pitched well over 200 pitches, yeah. and that'd just be unheard of now. Yeah. Uh, but to be able to have that kind of velocity and that kind of durability is amazing. Yeah. But yeah, for Hudson Potts to say, okay, yeah, I want to go up against the hardest fastball that the game has ever seen. Give yeah. me the Ryan Express. Yeah, and uh, you know, and he was Ryan back then was the original freak. Like no one threw that hard. No, since Warren Spawn, did anyone throw that hard? So yeah, that, I mean Bob I Feller. Of. You got to go right, back right, to those Bob guys. Feller. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and uh, you know what I love about Huddy is. He's a deep thinker. He's a, you know, so the lightning round didn't, you know, wasn't his thing. You know, he wants to think hard about it and give you a good answer. Um, but it's a lightning round. So I loved, that's why I, I love it about him is he just doesn't give you baloney answers. You know what I mean? He just okay, yeah. canned answers. You know, he thinks hard about it, what he wants to say. He wants to be genuine. He wants to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, those two words mean the same thing, basically. But yeah. He was a great talk to. Just, I mean, it, it took me four or five minutes to get my computer to stop from updating. And he's like, <laughs> at one time, he really, he's like, I, it was like 2.15. He's like, I got a meeting at three. I'm like, it shouldn't take more than five minutes. <laughs> and then William Bohr was an interesting guy to talk to, too. Yeah. So that's I'm I'm glad you were able to talk. So that was another interesting thing about being on the on that side of things because you were able to get credentials for us. Yeah. Uh, just being able to talk to the media guys and kind of get a feel of what their day is like because they're trying to get their job done and there's relative chaos going on. Yeah. So yeah. he was trying to get an interview with Mackenzie Gore and he kind of said something like that, like if Mackenzie shows up, I got to drop. Yeah. And so they're they're sitting around waiting and waiting and waiting and then trying to get their little tidbit of information so then they can flesh out a story. Yeah, and it's it's a tough job. Well, and that story that he's writing for um, for his article was learning English. It's a whole learning English. Is Louis continuing or learning English? And then after William talked to him. Lance just talked to both those guys, Patino and to Gore, just to catch up. No article, no nothing. He followed those guys in the Midwest League and been out there several times to talk to them and just wanted to sit and chat with the McKenzie. You know, and after that conversation, you know, Lance came over and I'm still waiting to talk to guys. And he's like, oh, that was the most he's opened up. And like, usually he's pretty quiet. Usually he's pretty short with his answers. Uh, he really opened up there. And I was like, wow. And then what you're going to hear later on is is his interview with us where he opens up. He's not, you know, the progression of him not only as a ball player but as someone that's going to be talking to the media. And granted, we're just a, a silly podcast. Mm -hmm. 
but he's gonna, you know, he's getting more comfortable, more confident. I mean, we talked to him right after that his last, that start that he had was just throwing BBs, and that we talked to him the next day, the following right, day. Right, we talked to him the yeah. following day. Sorry, I'm getting my days wrong, <laughs> mixed up. But um, did you get a chance to talk to Luis Patino at all? I showed him the shirt that I got Emily. Wilde. Oh, okay. Um, did you have a conversation with him at all? Or? No, he had his family there. And, oh, and I okay. Felt it was, and here's the thing, you guys, is a this is our first time as media. This is our first time being back here. Well, yeah, and we're not, we're not we're not educated journalists. We're right. a couple of guys who have a hobby and it's becoming a thing. And we have an opportunity to go talk to some people. A- absolutely. Yeah. I saw a moment. His family was there. His thing was sitting there with his mom. And I said, uh, mira, mira aquí. Uh, para, uh, uh, Emily Walden. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and I think his mom saw it and she was like, Oh, that's nice. Um, but then I walked away, you know, and we're going to talk more about this in the next episode. Cause I want to get to these interviews uh, about, just that like I my day job I got a day job mm-hmm. um being in the room with some of these guys in the media and um like it's their job yeah like and uh I'll say it now um when I go into quiet I'm not a quiet guy I mean it's obvious I'm not a quiet guy when I'm at work I can be loud I work in a restaurant it's a kitchen people are screaming everything's loud um when I walk into my wife's office which is a cubicle based office really quiet I I have to be clubbed with a with with a hammer because I'm just like, hey, blah, 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 you know. But <laughs> when like I, a, it's like a library, shh. But when you walk in, like I was very aware of when I walked into that media room, AJ Casville, Dennis Lynn, um, some dude I don't know, but he's got earphones on and he's tapping away at his computer. Uh, Kevin Acey, like I, Katie I knew, Wu, yeah, Katie Wu, shut your hole, keep your head down. Don't say anything. Yeah, and act like you've been here before. Act like I've been here before. Yeah. And so I said, hey, Lance, how's it going? You know, and, and Lance kind of, you know, he, he said, hey, how you doing? Um, and I sat down and put my stuff down and then went about my business. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until everyone left. And like the next day, like every day I tried to make a personal appearance. I tried to just put my face out there. Um, never once again didn't say anything to Kevin through the whole three days I was in that office. Um, didn't say anything. Didn't want to bug him. Uh, after we talked to Dennis Lynn later on that uh, the day on Saturday on the day that we talked to Mackenzie that you're gonna hear here in a minute, um, I felt comfortable enough when I when I went in I sat next to Dennis because that was a good spot to sit. It was a really good chair. Um, you know, I was like, hey, 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 Dennis. He's like, hey, Donovan. You know, like it was under our breath. It was a whisper. Um, everyone's working. This is a place of business. This isn't mm-hmm. time to be. And I'm not a fanboy by any means. I'm 50 years old, but. It's not a place where I can be myself and be loud. Like I need to be respectful of the space that that is. Um, and you know they have a whole bag full of snacks. They got a bunch of soda pops and water. Um, I grabbed water. I didn't grab any snacks. Well, and the same thing out on the field. I the guys are out there to do a job. Yeah. And so um, JP Nolan was the guy that set lined us up for some of the interviews, yeah. got us the credentials. And we're very grateful to JP that he was able to get us this opportunity. Yeah. Uh, but what he recommended that we try to talk to people as they're going from point A to B out there. But uh, I feel I feel weird approaching people yeah. when they're in their work situation. And these yeah. guys, it's a very serious thing that they're doing. They're out there to work, to develop and to prove themselves so that they 
get out of the complex and go somewhere and go up to the level that they want to be so they can continue to push themselves. I don't want to distract them. So when we're sitting there and everybody's eating lunch and we're thinking, okay, do I walk up and ask somebody, hey, do you want to come over here and talk on our podcast? I feel weird that they're eating lunch. They're having a moment with their friends. I I don't want to interrupt. Uh, So it's it's hard getting a feel for that. But now that we've done this once, I feel like I've got some ideas about how we could go about you know, getting somebody's attention. Right. Hey, we're going to be over here later. If you've got time, please come over. That way it's, it's on them. Right. I, I don't want to put them under the spotlight. So I was asking about Luis Patino. I had a chance to, to, to hang, to talk to him a little bit. Did because you? when Anderson Espinosa, when his game was going on, which yeah. was Sunday, it was I Sunday, say? he pitched one inning. Yeah. And so everybody's hanging out back there and I see Luis Patino. And so Angela and I are having these pins made up for Chris Paddock. These, uh, um, uh, Paddock's posse pins look like a sheriff's badge. It, it's, it's, it's a thing that's becoming much bigger than we thought it would. Um, but I was, I just wanted to joke with, with him about it. Like, Hey, we're having these pins made when we, when you come up, we want to do something for you. Do you have a nickname? Do you have something like that? But that wound up becoming a little bit of a conversation and his English is very good. Yeah. I was, I was impressed. Uh, and we heard him at the social summit, but I, his conversational English is really good. So he was hanging out with Seth Mayberry, who okay, has, we were sitting in the cart, right? Yeah, okay. he hasn't left the complex yet. He was hurt last year. He's healthy this year, but he hasn't started pitching in in games or bullpens yet. Um, and so they were sitting there watching the game, and me and Angela were there, and we were just chatting about stuff. Okay. And it's that that's something that only happens at spring training in Peoria. If you go out to tri cities and you see these guys out there and you get their attention, they come over to the side, you can have a conversation with them, but it's for that moment. They're, they're hanging out for whatever an hour or two and they've got nothing better to do. So they're taking in a ball game like everybody else. So then that's when you do have an opportunity to be respectful. And if they're not up to anything and walk over and say, Hey, you know, I'm a fan. I like you. I'm going to follow you. You know, Keep up the good work, that kind of stuff. It, and it's very organic. It, it, and it, it really is. It's like, uh, for instance, right after Anderson Espinosa walked off the mound, which was for for all the whole, like, I heard coaches going, nice. You know, when you throw a good strike or, you know, you throw a good pitch, um, it's very serious. It's very delicate with him. You don't, some guy tried to get his autograph right when he walked off the field, literally walked around the bleacher right there. And some guy walked up with his stuff and, you know, he's, he's like, no, I can't do it right now. And then we saw him over at the bench getting treatment. Um, that was immediate. He Im- came off the field and went straight onto that bench and they started stretching him out. Right. Um, and the guy wasn't, he wasn't 15 feet out of the, out of the, past the, the bleachers before the guy came up to him and asked for an autograph, which is not the time mm-hmm. later on that day. Maybe on Monday when they're standing around. These guys are just watching baseball. It happened. Uh, Don Van Stiesel, uh, Todd's mom. Oh, and I'm going to say yeah. this. And God, I hope that either one of the, either Todd or Don, you guys listen to this. I apologize, uh, Don. I kept looking at Todd. I'm like, I think that's Todd. And I had my Amarillo, uh, I had my side poodles hat on. And he kept looking at me and like, Almost I, like I think I could have walked over and said, hey, dude, this is Donovan. Hey, your mom wants us to take pictures of you. Um, oh, I wanted to do the same thing. But you don't. It's weird because you're like, you don't want you know, it's awkward. But, you know, it wasn't until later. I'm like, fuck, his mom is part of my language. His mom is in Australia. She asked us to take pictures of his son or son. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have a chance because we saw him early that day. And I, Angela and I were walking by and he was out there uh, warming up playing catch with somebody and I saw the beard and the glasses 
And I'm thinking, I think that's Todd Van Steensel. Yeah. That looks like Todd Van Steensel. And then I heard him say something. I couldn't hear it clearly enough, but I thought I heard an accent. I don't know what he said, but me and Angela had a, you know, we were, we saw somebody that we knew and it's like, oh, you mean to go talk to that person. That's like, I know, I want to know if that was him. And then it was later that day that that Twitter exchange happened. And Todd's mom was like, please take some good action photos of my son. Yes. And then Angela was like, absolutely. We will do that. And I didn't see him the next day. Wait, I didn't we, see him at all. He was at the, he was uh, standing. God, was it the AAA game? I think it was the AAA game where Nick Dwight pitched. Actually, Nick Dwight pitched against the AA. The AAA played the AA, and then the single A played the A advanced, and that's how the inner squad games went. But he was sitting in the back there, and I just didn't do it. I just didn't. You know, it's one of those things where you don't want to impose, but like they're sitting there watching baseball. You could easily go up to. Uh, you know, I even saw McKenzie, and he's like, I'm standing 15 feet away from him. I didn't call up and go, like, hey, thanks again. You know, Reggie Lawson looked over at me, and I didn't, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you don't want to you don't want to impose. But but I, I did try to make a point of the people that we've had a chance to talk to, Tom Cosgrove. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gabe Mosier. Gabe Mosier. Uh, Nick Kusha, Joey um, Jack Sawinski. All the guys that we had a chance to talk to in the last however many months, I wanted to at least go up and shake their hand and yeah. say, hey, thanks for yeah. taking the time. Yeah. And that was everybody was really nice and gracious. So I that that was cool. That was cool. And then, that was when I um Nate Easley was walking with Jack Zawinski. And I'm like, hey Nate, can you can, hey, can you talk to us later on? Like we're really good friends with Jack and Jack. <laughs> I don't know what face he gave, but you know, like I kind of was jokingly. He's like, oh yeah, let me do this first. And we ended up not talking to him. Um, but it's one of those things where you go back to the backfields and you see, like it's a it's a minor league guy's dream come true. Our first day was Thursday. You had Mackenzie Gore, you had Adrian Morhone, you had Michelle Baez. Yeah, and Angela and, and I booked tickets in a different and surprise to go watch the, the major league game, and I right. missed out on that. I ended up missing out on, like, I bought tickets to games, and I didn't go to the game because I was just in the backfield so much. Yeah. Um, such an incredible experience. Um, really the highlight uh, for what we wanted to do was the interview with Mackenzie Gore. Uh, he wasn't even on a radar. He, JP's like... You guys want to do Mackenzie Gore? I'm like, yeah. And Owen Miller, like Owen Miller, we didn't get. Um, well, he wound up spending a bunch of time with the big league club while we were there. He is on fire, and that's why I, I, we I followed him when he was in the uh, complex. His way out of the complex went to Tri Cities, crushed it in Tri Cities. Went to Fort Wayne, crushed it in Fort Wayne. Went to Lake Elsinore, saw his first hit and crushed it, and and just has not stopped hitting. He's in the big league club. He belongs. Yeah, that is a true. A professional hitter in development. Like, you can see the patience. You can see when he gets his pitch, he puts a good swing on it, and he makes hard contact. But we didn't get him. Yeah, but we did get Mackenzie Gore. We got Mackenzie Gore. And so that was like, I was everybody sitting there eating lunch. You saw that he was done eating lunch. He's about to get up and go walk away. And then you had the guts to go over there and say, hey, can you come talk to us for a minute? It was. And even, like, I'm a 50-year-old man, and it's even like, Oh shucks, you you want to come talk about podcast, you know? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he's like, yeah, I heard of you guys. <laughs> he, goes, he said something like, yeah, I heard of you guys. It's good. Yeah, like he knew he knew of us. So we've talked to teammates and stuff. So yeah. he knows that we're uh, we're we're not sharks. We're not out here to take anyone out. And and that's the thing. We we don't want anything from them, other than some other time and to hear about their journey. And that's what we I think we do here is we just. This is fun to talk about. It's a hell of a lot easier to talk to a minor leaguer than uh, you know than the major league team. And uh, well, it, 
we there's, found there's less hurdles to there's get. less hurdles to yeah. get, and um, it's been a fantastic ride. And listen, you'll hear it in the interview here with Mackenzie Gore. He's just a fantastic kid, and uh, you're really gonna enjoy it. So we're here at the Peoria Sports Complex with Mackenzie Gore. Yep. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being on. Yep. First, thanks for participating in the in the uh, in the Fan Fest summer. Uh, the uh, Prodigies on Deck, uh-huh. Fan Fest Social Summit. Yeah, a lot of words there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Uh, it was fun. It was a good time. Uh, they asked some good questions and good to be around everybody. It's got to be a weird environment being in a room like in front of a bunch of fans and everybody's kind of awkward, afraid to ask you questions. Uh, <laughs> it's different. Uh, yeah, but. Basically, after the first questions asked, everybody starts raising the hand and it kind of gets going. You know, how, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of felt like we, the two of us, were dominating because we kept like, "Oh, I have yeah, a question. Yeah, yeah. I have a question." How about your hand? How about your hand? You're <laughs> yeah. like, I don't got pictures. I still yeah. have a hand. What's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> how was duck season? How was the off season? Uh, off season was good. Uh, a lot of fun. It was good. Uh, I mean, gained some weight. Uh, it's good to get away because uh, I needed to need to get away from everything for a little bit and. Um, uh, had a really good offseason, got a lot better, and uh, I feel great, and I'm ready to go. What about the duck hunting? Uh, it was fun. I had, you know, I duck hunted a little bit. Um, so Did yeah. you guys have like two dozen ducks there? What, what do you guys do with all that stuff? Well, you you clean them and you eat them and stuff, and cook okay. them on the grill and stuff. So it's a good time. You uh, you kill them and then you kind of grill out with all the boys. It's a good time. Nice. Do you, do you sell the? Do you like give the uh, the feathers no. to like pillow companies or something no, like no, that? No, no, like, no, hey, no. we got a couple no. pillowcases of. Okay, all right. I've never heard of duck feather pillows. Is there such a thing? Down pillows, right? I don't know. I don't know. I have <laughs> no idea. <laughs> so you say you put on some weight. Was there a goal that the team gave you or anything like that? I mean, yeah, they gave me a goal. Uh, but it was more, you know, me. I wanted to put some more weight on, uh, you know, be able to hold up. Uh, but I also wanted to, you know, keep my athleticism and move better than I did the year before. So it was good. I, I gained some weight, but I'm moving better now than I did a year ago. So. Were the were the pitching coaches giving you any uh, anything to work on, like any particular muscle groups or anything like that? Uh, it was a lot of lower uh, lower half, but I mean I'm pretty strong uh, for my weight, you know. So it was good. They they came and visited in North Carolina a time or two, and uh, they were. Nice pleased with what they saw who was working with you who's coming out and visiting you most um lino pitching coordinator came to see me once and then zamo uh pitching coach came to see me one time okay um so you so you met your high school and held a clinic for yep. uh no the pitching hitting clinic for the right state of mind yes talk about that uh so michael wright the guy that runs it played at my high school okay um so but it was actually in Greenville. The year before, we did a clinic at my high school, and we kind of gave something to the right state of mind. And this past offseason, he had something in Greenville, and uh, it's great what he's doing, you know, with his mom and stuff. So it, it was fun to be a part of. Uh, Want to give him a plug, what they do, what the right state of mind is about? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, basically, his, his mom's sick, and he's just trying to raise awareness for it. And uh, his wife helps, his sister okay. are – Big in it. It's, it's a great, great thing for dementia. It's kind of like yep. Braden Bishop yep. and his mom with ACL for mom, yep. Yep. the for mom foundation. You also went back to your high school and held a clinic. Do what now? You also went back to your high school and held yeah. a clinic. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Because uh, I mean, where, where I go to high school is kind of in the North, in North Carolina. It's one of the you know top programs. You know, they've always done it the right way. So very fundamentally sound. Right. 
So it really wasn't a lot. I was it was some I brought back here, but it was basically learning how to do things the white boy way. Right. Uh, and the kids loved it. There was a, we had a big crowd and uh, it was a lot of fun. I'd I'd love to do that every year. Well, and you said the white boy way, so that's yeah. that's what they say there at the Kinda, high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you give back to the community here. Uh, where does that come from? Where, where where does your sense of being of service to others come from? Uh, just the way I was raised. I you know I haven't changed. I'm the same guy I was three four years ago right. uh and i just feel like i always want to do what's what i think is the right thing to do right. and uh if i think i think giving back is the right thing to do so when you when you get blessed with what i have and you got to give back absolutely one more before we start talking baseball all right all right so luis patino yep is he a brother from another mother <laughs> he is a brother from another mother <laughs> yeah uh Honestly, he's kind of—I like, think of it kind of like a little brother. Uh, he's really not much younger than me, but you know, he was here in the AZL, uh, young kid from Columbia. Trying, he speaks—you know—his English has gotten better, and watching him grow, just from then, he's so much better now. And you know, we're, we're good friends. Uh, probably more like the brother relationship because we're hard on each other. Exactly. Uh, so it's good. Um, being able to watch him grow has been a lot of fun. At that fan fest. When we were talking to him, he was saying that he was learning some about some of his pitches from yeah. you, and that you were helping, that you were getting some stuff from him. Yeah. You guys are kind of helping each other so, with that. Yeah, so like his curveball uh, is something that needs to get better, and uh, and last year I my slider, I'm not sure what happened to it. Maybe I left it in Peoria or something, <laughs> and I was like, you know, he's got a good one, so I was, we were trying to figure out, you know, get my slider back. So you were kind of playing, playing, playing with, with how his, he grips yep. it or how he comes off his hand? Or? Yeah, so playing with that, and then he was trying to figure his curveball out. Have you had a chance to look at the Rapsodo stuff or any of the Edgertronic? Have they used that with you? Yeah, that... so I look at that. Um, it's good stuff. You take what you can from it. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's crazy how far th- things have, or how much things have changed in the past 10 years. So, so what have you, if you, if you can share anything, are there any specific things that you've changed about a grip or a release point or trying to tunnel things or anything uh, like that? Yeah, I, I like to uh, tunnel things. Uh, changing the grip, and I'm not a bit all into the spin rate uh, stuff. So that's a lot of talk that you hear, spin rate. But I like to see the zone. Uh, I don't want to be in the middle of the zone a lot. So I like that. And then basically strikes, yes, or balls. and. Like yeah, I guess stuff. back when you're throwing, especially with a catcher, it's hard to tell whether they're catching it just outside the zone yeah, or if they're a little bit inside the zone and their glove's taking it away yeah. or, or what. So, yeah, that's good. Uh, and I like to watch video. Uh, I like to see how much the catcher's mid moves on every pitch. So, it's good. Nice to have. Nice. So, you worked out at East Carolina University. Uh, did, they, did the Padres give you an off-season program? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a plan. Uh basically the same thing that I did the year before but there's more I learned more so I knew okay. what my body needed okay. and it was basically the same thing just building off of the all season four and building off what I needed to work on after the season and uh, it was great you just killed two or three of my questions <laughs> talking about driveline talking about uh, mechanics you know to maintain your leg kick is a pretty thorough stretching program yes. do you do uh, yoga Pilates so I don't really not not like I don't do yoga or but I've focus a lot on flexibility I stretch a lot so I'm very flexible but I have to be even more flexible than the normal person right uh, because it's tough uh, like the hips got to be you got to do a lot of hip stuff and the hamstrings and everything because it's hard to repeat uh, but I take pride in repeating the delivery that's how that's where command comes from and that's my biggest 
Command. Command wins baseball games. Command wins. <laughs> Has there ever been a time, like back in high school or anything, when you found out you might be tipping a pitch? Uh, no. Um, there was some stuff out the stretch where I had to get a little uh, bigger glove because my hand, like I hold it like this, and my hand's pretty big, so a lot was showing. And I don't know if I was tipping, but just to make sure that didn't happen, I just got a little bigger glove. But other than that, yeah, that makes me remember. So Oral Hershiser way back in the 80s you know how a lot of gloves have that little um pocket mm -hmm. that the index little finger, finger pits in yeah so apparently when he was pitching when you'd grip a particular grip his finger would move on the outside of his glove yeah and that was tipping this pitch that he was grabbing his curveball or whatever and so he had somebody sew yeah. a leather patch on the outside of it and that's where that came from so yeah so my finger's inside i don't, I don't put the finger out uh, it's, it's like all the way in so i don't even need a finger hood are you but, like great Go ahead. No, just like Ryan Dempster when before the very end of his career, he would do the yeah, that, the glove flap just to yeah. kind of screw with people. Yeah. <laughs> so players were to come, you guys were to come into spring training pretty, uh, you know, pretty in shape. And this is your second spring. Was there something you wanted to work on in, like, during during spring training? Um, like what? The being in shape. Part? Being in shape hard. Uh, I wanted you know, to come pitches. In, you wanted yeah. to maybe mix sequencing, some kind of breaking stuff or anything. So basically, I wanted to. I started a little earlier, um, and I wanted to come in ready to go. I wanted to be in pretty good shape, uh, and I wanted everything to be going in the right direction. And so when I got spring training, I could just put it all together. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't want to be this here, this here, like everything kind of spread right. out. I wanted, I wanted everything to be pretty close and then just fine-tune everything so when I'm ready to break, it's The details. Yeah. Last question, and we got a lightning round, and we'll get you out of here. We really appreciate you taking the time. I, do you have any goals for the season? Innings, Good question. Pitches, you know. So, last year was interesting. I was bad. We can say I was not good. Um, the finger was a problem. Uh, it was frustrating. Uh, I went through a lot. Um, so this year, I don't have any goals. I don't want to end the season. I don't have. I don't care where I, I care where I end the season, but I don't have right. a goal. Right. Um, I don't have a goal to stay healthy. That's not one of my goals. My goal is to take it one day at a time be where my feet are and just dominate every day and yeah. if I do that I think I'll just control what I can control and if an injury happens I'll just rehab I'll be that day and I'll dominate yeah. so just be where my feet are and uh control what I can control and dominate the day dominate the day I like that I like that. the uh you know stay in the moment is, yeah. is huge you know even even in, in life people get tomorrow 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 next yeah. week next week you only our, have our control next. about this moment right now right so. you know, when you Looking in the past and looking in the future, you're peeing on the, you know, yep. peeing on the present. Yep. All right, so let's get you out of here, a little lightning round, and uh, you can go on with your day. All right. So, celebrity crush. Um, I'm going to have to go Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, most embarrassing song in your catalog? Oof. I have, I have no idea. I, I really don't know how to answer that question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We, we got to give people some warning on that. Um, five guys are in and out. Five guys. Yeah? Is it the burger or the fries? or? I just think it's a little better. Okay. I'm, I'm not right. on in and out. Okay. Right. That's all right. I'm not going to hate you for that. Yeah. Okay, so now that I know you're in the country, uh, Johnny Cash and Merle Haggard. Cash. Cash. Nice. You know what? We'll, so 
thinking off the top of my head, Nor- uh, Will Myers of North Carolina, and he said something about the Mexican joints back there. Have you had a I'm hit? not getting into that. I'm uh, not starting that. Okay. I was told not to get in that conversation, <laughs> so I'm into that right there. <laughs> well, when you come out to San Diego, we'll have to show you some good ben- yeah, some good burrito joints. Absolutely. Yep. And we'll see you up in Lake Elsinore pretty sure when you get there. Yep. So whenever that happens. All right. Thank you very <laughs> yep, much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. It. Thanks for having me. Mackenzie Gore, everyone. That was so. I have, this is the fourth time I listened to it, and every time I'm chilling. What a phenomenal interview! And that has nothing to do with us. That's just him, just doing it. No, he's he's an insightful guy. He he gives answers with a little bit of depth behind them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's clear that he's now he's gotten used to being interviewed a little bit yeah. and so he's he was prepared for some of those questions yeah. you know like the goals thing yeah i like that he he had the quote that he went to that that was this is my goal for the day for this year yeah dominate the day dominate and the day control wins games yeah a couple of great quotes um, it, 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 perfect example i was getting like so do you have any goals he's like uh, uh, he he had an answer he knew he, he knew what he wanted to say and it wasn't going to be the can. Well, stay healthy. It's like I, I'm not, and it's dominate today. It's like stay in the present every day. And I also appreciate his honesty that he started that by saying I was bad last year. Yeah. There's no making excuses. Right. There's no my finger this and my this and that. No, it's just I was bad and I got to be better. So I've put in the work to be better. <laughs> then you bring in the heat with the with the with the Mexican food, and he's like, Nah, 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 not that. <laughs> I, you know, I literally we just listened to this again before we did the statement, and I'm just like, I'm pumped. I am just. Oh my God, it was so funny, so good, so like I ain't getting into that. I was told not to get into that. Like, now I want to know who told them not to get into that. Yeah, I was afraid <laughs> that that you know, some of these guys they come across kind of robotic. That yeah. they've got their canned answers yeah. and this is it. And who knows what he's going to be like three, four, five years down the road when he's a seasoned veteran. He's used to getting beat up by by reporters and all this. But he's a very engaging guy, yeah. you know, as far as making eye contact and very direct and to the point. And and I, I appreciate that. That says that there's yeah. something. There's a lot going on you know, behind those eyes. That yeah. He's got a thought process that he goes through with everything. Yeah, and he, behind those eyes, he's a, such a good looking guy too. Damn. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, good point. I um the. Like it is, and that's kind of the good thing about spring training. Um, I don't think he got any canned answers out of any of those guys. It's very relaxed. Um, you know, your younger guys, your your Xavier Edwards are, you know, they're still finding their ways in interviews. Uh, he was really good, but none of it was canned. Um, uh, you know, the Hudson Potts was just, you know, he's a deep thinker. Mm-hmm. So the questions are, like, my next questions that I'm going to have for him, hopefully sometime in the future, are going to be much more thought-provoking than the softballs that I had that, um, you know, and, and just that's the relaxed atmosphere of spring training. And, yeah. and, and granted, here real quick, for those first three interviews, I stood around for about two and a half, uh, about almost about three hours. And in between that time, car pulls up. Oh, look, Eric Hosmer. Car pulls up. Oh, look, Fran Mill. Oh, car pulls up. Oh, Manny Machado. Um, I said, you know, and knowing that I'm not really, I don't know if you're supposed to talk to anyone, but like I said, thank you, San Diego. Thank you for, uh, welcome to San Diego, Manny. Um, Chris Paddock came by and I'm like, Donovan Jones, Friars in the Farm. And the keg going to give me a pause and looked at my hand and goes, I like your hat. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. you know. <laughs> All right. I wanted to let him know that because we had, we had 
before he got put on the 40 man and really before you know he really he's gonna be a major leaguer we had him he was gonna come on yeah he was one of the first people you reached out to he was one of the first people to reach out and that's fine he, i mean i understand uh, i understand why he didn't come on he doesn't know us from adam uh, we were still pretty fledgling back then, even with a couple. We haven't even done Buddy Reed yet. Yeah. Um, so well, and when he gets added to the forty man roster, I think the the Padres like they kind of wrap their arms around their yeah. players. Like, yeah. okay, we need to protect you and control what access yeah. you know who we let you talk to. Exactly. Um, so I, that's where I was kind of surprised that Ty France responded to us as quickly as he did. Yeah. Yeah, and it took a few weeks. To get back to him and line up that time. So I'm I'm sure between that time he's like, hey, so the fire's in the farm. I'm like, there, oh, you're good. Yeah. You know, and uh we But Chris's world must have blown up when he got put on the 40 man. Oh my God. You know, it, it huge. Yeah. And and now seeing him in spring training, it's really close. And this team is really close. Yeah. Um well that's the interviews that we have for spring training. Want to thanks again. Thank you so much, uh, Craig, JP, uh, Danny Sanchez, um, all those guys that were in the media, you know, in the media relations program, our department that, that allowed us that access. I hope you enjoyed this content. I hope we um I think we did our I don't think we did our podcast proud. Oh um, yeah. And I think we did the um the organization proud, and I hope that uh, we can continue doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm so grateful that they were able to extend this to us. Um, it's something that is probably a spring training only not during the regular season kind of a thing. Cause Excellent. in spring training, they only have so many people requesting media access yeah. at a regular ball game. You've got people from the home city, the visiting team, everybody right. wants right. some peace. And those are all major leaguers. We only want the minor leaguers. That's right. Maybe perhaps in the future. And I'm just throwing this out there that we would talk to a new a guy that we've talked to before come up to the bigs and be able to have a conversation with him. Sure. But I, I literally, I, I, I've told Craig, like, I don't want clubhouse access. I don't want to go sit up in the press box. I just want to talk to minor league guys. Yeah. And, and they were very gracious. For, well, yeah, I'm very gracious for them allowing us to do that. Well, and even if we did have a chance to sit down with the major league, I think we'd try to focus on their journey through the minor leagues. Right. You know, right. what were the things you experienced? Where did you stay? How, you know, what was the worst bus ride? <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. I love hearing those stories. Yeah, which we will hopefully get into in our next segment, uh, our next episode. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of news going on in the world of the minor leagues. Yeah, absolutely. And so we we're already that. well past an hour here. Um, so we're going to put a, a ribbon on this one, and then uh, we'll break back into it for episode 37. You can find me on Twitter at SD Donovan. And I am at Zippy underscore TMS. Go Padres. Go Padres.